What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome to the Good News with Angie Austin. Now, with the Good News, here's Angie. Hey there, friends. Welcome to Good News. Angie Austin and Arlene Pelican is back. She is an old friend of the program. She is an author and speaker, and we're talking about National Marriage Week. Welcome back, Arlene. It's so good to be with you, Angie. I have missed you. It makes me happy that we are together. <laughs> me too. And, uh, you know, you and Mike also had a, a nice kinship, a camaraderie, and yes. I just sent you pictures because he and I finally met for the first time after probably about a decade of friendship and co-hosting a show together like a four-hour show for you know several years and we finally met at the airport so i just sent you those pictures what do you it, think it is like adorable that you guys met face to face and then how funny like to do this show for so long and then be like hey it's me hey it's you in real life i just think it's great and you know i guess because we spent so much time together um speaking you know like you and yeah. i do this way you know like you and i haven't met in person either That's which right. we should make that happen too we should make that happen too <laughs> we'd be the same way yeah it was it really was was like I'd known him all along. Like, you know how you yeah. feel awkward when you meet someone sometimes or they're not the way you expect them to look? But I yeah. know him so well or knew him so well that when we did meet, it was just like we had seen each other yesterday, although we'd never actually seen each other. It's so much fun. That's awesome. <laughs> I love it. And, you know, similar values like you and I have all those things yeah. that lead to the uh, the friendship over the radio. Um, those The bonds are still there when you actually have a, an in-person um, you know, meeting. Yeah, it's the same like if you were to meet a listener, you'd be like, oh, I know you, and they'd feel like you know them too. Oh, and yeah. it's happened with TV too, where people either hear my voice somewhere or they see me and recognize me, which doesn't happen a lot anymore. I've been off the air TV-wise for like 12 years now, but they'll... they. They act like they know me and that it's happened. Oh, it just happened the other day. I'm friends with basketball team parents. And after I swear we've been friends for three years, they just figured out who I was and we were in the hallway and they kind of like screamed a little. She went, oh, my gosh, I just figured it out. You're Angie Austin. I go, I'll bet it was because we were pregnant at the same time because a lot of moms who had kids yeah. when I had my kid, like they were pregnant at the same time watching me on TV. And she said to me the next day, she goes, oh, my gosh. So we were sitting at home watching TV last night and my husband and I would turn to each other we went oh my gosh we're friends with Angie Austin and it was funny because we've been friends for three years the whole time (laughs) it's not new news it's just funny that they finally put it together and my daughter thought it was hilarious because you know she's young enough that she didn't really see me on tv so she thought it was hysterical all right so uh national marriage week what is this all about arlene because oh you're 25 years in now aren't you into your sentence i mean your marriage yes it is a lovely sentence a poetic (laughs) sentence so yeah we celebrated our 25th anniversary a few weeks ago and national marriage week is a celebration of marriage so it's one it's a week from 
February 7th to 14th every single year. It was founded in 1996. And what it is, is, hey, let's support marriages. Let's show that marriage is good for families. It's good for children. It's good for cultures. And let's elevate it. Let's celebrate it instead of like trashing it. You know, let's celebrate it. So marriageweek.org is a place you can go for all sorts of ideas. There's a couple connection plan to kind of help you. Like if you feel like, oh, we're kind of in the stale spot in our marriage, this couple's connection plan. It's a free resource that will kind of help you. And also there's a date night resource where you can find all sorts of creative date nights. And so we are here to celebrate marriage and to say it is a good thing. And it's marriageweek.org. That's right. Marriageweek.org. Okay. Well, let's get some suggestions. You know, yeah. you're, you're 25 years into this lovely marriage yes. and you and I have similarly interesting husbands in terms of they think they run the show, even though we might a little, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. but we it's definitely let them think effort. that, yeah, that we definitely let them think they're running the show, but yes, that's definitely a, a team effort. So um, I'm on the website. Uh, give me some ideas that you and your, your husband might uh, try out for this marriage week. Yes. So it's, I think it's a lovely way there. There's this saying at national marriage week of, of connect daily date weekly and get away regularly. And I think we can get away from this because we get so busy. But if you just think, hey, I want a daily connection with my spouse, this could be five minutes at the end of the day. We've talked, I think, about that my husband James loves to get a foot rub and I'm I'm um, words of affirmation. So I give him the foot rub and he listens to me. And then that works very lovely. So it's a daily connection. So it might be sitting on the couch after dinner. It might be a meeting for lunch one, you know, or like, you know, something, something when you are daily connecting and then. Wait, wait, so let's stop there. Um, so you're giving a foot rub yeah. and, and then you your words of affirmation. So while you're at Bisfeed, he's like, you are great, Arlene. Yeah, yeah. I enjoy you your company, best. Arlene. You the best person ever. Actually, part of that is him listening, right? So I'm worried, so I love talking. So he'll just listen and then he'll be like, thank you so much. You're like, I really appreciated that. You're the best. You're right. You are right. You are great, <laughs> Arlene. Arlene. You are great, Arlene. You give the best foot rub. You are the best Arlene. foot massager, Arlene. Um, and um, when you say date weekly, boy, you know, with three teenagers, that's that's yes. a tough one. Like once a month's even tough. And yeah. we'll do like a movie and then if a kid wants to come along we'll bring the kid to the movie but they usually don't want to sit with us anyway you know like we kind of go to the movie and you know we'll sit somewhere and that they might bring friends and they'll sit someplace else so it's kind of a pseudo date yes and and you know what when you're in those years i think part of that keeping the dating ritual going is that when you're empty nesters then it's not so odd like what in the world are we supposed to do now that we don't have our children to do all these things with so that regularity so it might be once a month they did a survey you know asking like how often do you date and 48 percent of people said once or twice a month but 52% of people said never or just a few times a year. So wow. you're trying to kind of get in that more in between that once and twice a month or, you know, you don't want to be in that never or a few times a year because what they found was if they dated regularly once or twice a month, they saw a 15% boost in things like overall happiness, happy with the communication, sexually satisfied, not likely to divorce. All those things got a boost just if they would date once or twice a month. So of course, date weekly, that's kind of the nice goal. And then 
and what ends up probably happening is twice a month. But if you just say like no goal, then it's kind of like, yeah, we had dinner like six months ago. So it is good to have that connection. And it could be as simple as like going to fast food by yourselves. Like it doesn't have to be this crazy elaborate thing but just something that's just the two of you. Well, and, um, you know, we both have thrifty husbands, so I know that in some um, relationships, uh, Costco uh, free sample date night is considered a date. Like, you're shopping and you get free samples? Yeah, you could go around twice and be like, hey, it's date night. I want another one, please. (laughs) Go around twice. That's hilarious. I feel so sorry for you. This is your date night. Yeah, take another. Or you grab two. Right, you grab two and you're like, oh, Bill, you want one too? You know, and then just pretend you just, you know, make up. Be like, oh, yeah, there's yeah, get one for my kid or whatever. And then your husband gets two. Then you don't even have to make two rounds. Yeah, exactly. More efficient. Hilarious. But you got to be careful, though. I've heard, especially in Cali, there have been a couple like fist fights over free samples. So you got to watch yourself with the yeah. Right, we're, with the free... very, we're very nice at our local Costco, <laughs> for the most part. I love that. All right. What other things you think have um, made your um, marriage last and be happy for 25 yeah. years with the three teenagers? There is this lovely idea from John Gottman, who has researched marriage. And what he talks about is one of the key ways to know, like, is a couple going to make it is do they pay attention to each other? Do they pay attention to each other? And I love this because it's so simple. It's not like, oh, I have to do this new thing, you know, for 10 hours a day. It's just, is my, if my spouse speaks, am I just like, whatever? Or am I like, hey, you know, what's going on? I want to know. So what he found was some couples, like one couple he observed, the husband was talking about a military coup at this, at this country he had just flown from. And the wife was completely disinterested. And in another couple, the man was just talking about how his mother made bread and the wife was just entranced by this. So it's just this idea of when your spouse says something, what is your posture? Are you even interested in what they're saying? And I think this is something, obviously not every single time we are but it's a way that James and I through the 25 years is that you do care like and if if you're forgetting to care you remind yourself no I need to care about this because this is my person my most important person and if I don't care about them who in the world is going to and and obviously vice versa and and I think a lot of it is going first we sometimes think well he doesn't care about me so I'm not going to care about him and that kind of selfishness right that's that's kind of what puts the discontent in a marriage. But if you say, I'll go first, you know, I'm going to care about you, then very likely you married a decent person that's going to be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to reciprocate. You care about me, I'm going to care about you. So don't be afraid to be first. Oh, I love that to be the first one to be, you know, giving, etc. Now, how do you feel about this is one that's a tough one, I think, uh, vacationing alone, because with the kids, they are so fun. And you know, we have limited time with them because ours are about the same age. Yeah. Um, That, you know, how do you handle that? And we and we have to and I also have to find out, do I know one of your kids is at college now, and then the two high school age kids do who has phones? Because I know that the, the, that your kids, as of like a year ago, no one had phones. Yeah. yeah so it's still my college age student has phones and my high school senior and my high school sophomore don't have phones. I have we have offered and they're like, nope, we're good. So it's 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 pretty in there. Um, but in terms of vacation is too. if we're going somewhere like amazing, it's like, oh, no, no, we must go that with all the children, <laughs> you know, like it's like, oh, we have to do that all together. But if it's like, oh, you know, either someplace my kids have been already Uh, Like right now we're talking about a Las Vegas trip, just the two of us, you know, so it's like, okay, my kids have been there before you and I could just go there. 
or we just love the 24 hour getaway that you're just, you know, most of us have a place within one or two hours. That's a nice place to get away. So I think those little one to two hour away one, you know, 24 hour getaways are really nice once a year, maybe twice a year if you can swing it. Because if you are 24 hours away, it's a totally new feeling and it's a good feeling to reconnect with your spouse. And like, you know, when you have older kids, like mine's are teens. So now if we go away, they're like, yes, this is awesome. One full day without the parent. They love it. Like it's, it's not a, a bad thing for the kids either. And obviously if your kids are smaller, then this is something that maybe you trade off with another family that you do a 24 hour getaway and they watch your kids and vice versa, or maybe grandparents, et cetera. But I think that's a really lovely thing to do. I love that. Um, and, you know, we do the big trips with the kids, too. But one interesting perk of the kids being in club sports is Vegas is one of our trips. And so the kids travel with their teams, so yeah. they don't stay with us. So we kind yeah. of get like we get to watch them during the day and have like that fun day of watching our kid play sports, whatever. And then at night we can go to shows and go out to dinner. And it's yes. completely separate from them because they have to stay with their team. Yeah, it's it's perfect. It's kind of built in. Yeah, built in like vacation. So that's really how we've been able to do that in general. Well, I, I, I love it that your kids aren't, you know, uh, interested in getting a phone and that's of their own choice in high school. And then your college kid, does he just use it kind of to keep in touch with you? He's not he a big has, social media guy. Really well with it. He's got an old iPhone, which he kind of did on purpose. So it's not the latest and greatest. It's kind of slow and clunky. And he just wants to use it for whatever apps he needs for school, to text people, to coordinate meeting with people. But he's very much, you know, he's really into uh, being with his friends. They hang out a lot in real life. They have a rock climbing wall at the gym. He's kind of picked that up. He's doing ultimate Frisbee on their club team. So he's doing a lot. He's he's doing great. So That's I'm wonderful. I'm really pleased. Yeah. So uh, t tell us again where to find National Marriage Week and you yes. and your website. Yeah, marriageweek.org, marriageweek.org, and just get that boost for your own marriage, get ideas for how you can share this in your community, because it's basically trying to give marriage, you know, a second chance. I think a lot of people, young people especially, think like, ah, that might not for me be for me. And it's really time for us to show like, wait a minute, they show statistically, like if you have a college degree, you have a 64% boost of happiness. We all think as young people, that's going to make me so happy. And you can look around and be like, that's not really making people that happy. So 64% boost for college. But if you're happily married, a 545% boost in people's reported happiness. So oh, marriage is something really beautiful to share. So marriageweek.org. And of course, you can find my books, more about me at my name, Arlene Pellick. Kane.com. Excellent. Thanks, Mar Arlene. A real blessing to have you back. Thanks so much, Angie. Arc Thrift needs your small furniture and electronics donations now. You can donate that end table or folding chair you've been meaning to find a new home for. Smaller sized furniture that can fit in your trunk and home goods like blenders and air fryers are items that Arc badly needs right now. They make it easy by unloading your car, and your donations help people with intellectual and developmental disabilities, the primary mission of ARC Thrift. ARC has high demand for small electronics like speakers, soundbars, Bluetooth speakers, and turntables. And once you donate, you can shop in the stores for your own treasured finds. Each ARC Thrift location has over 5,000 new items every day. So there is always something new and exciting. Every ARC Thrift store keeps their shelves fresh with new merchandise, so each new purchase will be special to you. ARC's donation centers are open from 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Saturday. Sunday donation hours are available as well. 
To find the nearest ARC Thrift Donation Center, go to arcthrift.com slash donations. Fort Lupton, you're tuned to Colorado's Mighty 670, KLTT. Hey friend, Angie Austin here with the good news along with good news gals Beatrice Bruno and Michelle Ron. Welcome Beatrice. Praise the Lord and God bless you. Good to be here today. And welcome to you, Michelle Ron. Oh, thank you. It's an honor to be with you. I love it. Thanks. All right. All right. Every uh, week, you know, you're a retired teacher. So every week you um, <clears throat> come up with your, uh, you know, your, your, <laughs> It's like a your learning plan, you know, and you like okay, come, my you, lesson plan. Yes, your sure, lesson plan. Sure. Yes, and you you uh, come up with a word, and you I know you have notes, and so what did you think of this week to share with us? Okay, so as I prayed um, this week about uh, all right, what message do you have, Father? <laughs> so I'm walking from room to room, and in my house I have sticky notes everywhere. Oh, my wow. word is sticky. <laughs> Sticky. And my sticky notes are on my refrigerator. They're on my bathroom mirror. And they're just kind of all over that I have reminders, um, which it's funny because sometimes I don't remember to look at the notes, but I know the reminder is there on my sticky note. That's funny. And I even saw on Facebook once um, a girl who made her prom dress out of sticky notes. Oh, I saw that so too. I got to, did you? Yeah, right. I mean, I thought, oh my gosh, I hope she doesn't move. But um, otherwise, <laughs> and then, you know, just things that are sticky. And um, I, in, I used to do crafts a lot. And that Gorilla Glue is mm. extremely sticky. And I got some of my finger and I'm sure that it's still there someplace or another. The point is that the glue and the stickiness becomes a part of us. And I even saw, um, I, I, it's amazing what you can Google, but I Googled sticky. And do you know, there is a website with such uh, that it's called Sticky, and it had its whole point is such engaging content that once you land there on their website, you just can't leave. And so I thought a sticky website can be defined as a website that entices visitors to hang around longer than usual and generally return in the future. So I got to thinking, well, Jesus is that way. Jesus hmm. should be that way, and it should be that he is so connected to me, he's so sticking on me, that I should not even have a problem to remember to turn to him and to talk to him and and offer up a prayer of thanks or um, uh, something that I just feel that God is, is asking me to do. And so if Jesus is a fisher for people— then we will be a fisher for people, too. And that promise is that whatever Jesus is doing in our personal world, you'll, we will find ourselves smack dab in the middle of it. And just as a reminder, I think that we should think of being something sticky and that Jesus is just Velcroed and sticking right to us. Amen. I love that. What do you <laughs> think of that, Beatrice? Mm, that's good. That's good. Thank you. And you know, um, the Bible says in some translations that Jesus is the one that sticks closer than a brother to us, you know, oh, and friends should stick one. closer than a brother. And so we should try to um, gear ourselves towards sticking to those good things that God has prepared for us in these seasons mm -hmm. of our lives. Because how often do we allow sticky negative situations to attach right. themselves to us? 
so that we can't mm-hmm. even move forward. And it gets to the point where those same sticky negative situations will draw us down, downward into a pit, not of our own choosing, but of something that the enemy of our souls um, has determined to destroy us with. So if we stick with the good stuff, you know, stick with the good people, you know, stick All with right. our stick with our good family members. And, and I mean, you know, we can't get get rid of family members, but we can definitely choose who we stick to and who we do not stick to. Okay. And yep. see, see how much better our lives will be if we stick with those things that are actually bringing us up and not pulling us down. Yeah. And I think, exactly. I, I think people, I think that's a very, uh, you know, good point about, you know, people, um, do we want to be sticky noted or duct taped to, you know, someone for the rest of our lives that is a, a really bad influence on us. And, you know, hmm. if we're, if we're hanging out with someone who, uh, is dishonest, listens to music that we don't listen to, mm-hmm. um, uses language that we don't use and so on and so on and so on and so on. Um, I'm not saying we have to ditch all those people in our lives, but just reassess some of these relationships that are doing nothing to bring you closer to the Lord, but everything to bring you further away from. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I agree with that because, you know, when we stand before God, God is going to ask us some questions in my way of thinking. He's going to ask us some questions such as, why didn't you complete what I told you to complete? Well, Lord, uh, I got distracted by such and such and thus and so. He's not going to be looking for that. He wants to see that we are sticking to his plan for our lives. And as Mm -hmm. we do, then when we stand before him, he'll be able to say, well done, good and faithful servant, enter into the joy of your Lord. That's because we stuck with his plan for our lives. And see, at this point in my life, I'm at that point where I'm sticking to God like glue because I want to see all these books that he's given me to write. I want to see them come to pass and I want to see them touch and affect the lives of the people that he is going to have them read my books. Mm, Right. Good job. You know, um, both of you um, make such a concerted effort to, you know, get out there into the world and, you know, whether it be speaking or going to, you know, Christian women's events or, you know, having a Christian friends that groups that you get together with. Um, the majority of my, you know, uh, Christian interaction right now is through my show and, you know, mm-hmm. being with the kids sure. and doing so much with them and they're in a public school. So we're not in uh, a Christian school. Some of the kids on their teams, um, their families attend, you know, Regis or Lutheran or some of the other Christian schools around the area. Uh, but in general, not hanging around with like big groups of parents who, you know, are church attenders, etc. So th- this is where I get the majority of my interaction. But I feel like both of you, your lives kind of revolve around your Christian circles. I mean, Beatrice, I've met some of your friends. And a lot mm-hmm. of them are pastors or Christian influencers, if you want to, you know, say it, you know, that way. But, you know, people who are known in uh, our community um, in Christian circles. Is that important to you? What, 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 that is a big part of your life. Am I right? Yes, that is very correct. And, um, you know, I enjoy hanging out with all types of people because I learned something from all types of people. But I tend to hang out more with Christian folks because we have more stuff in common. We have the Lord in common. And when I'm not hanging out with them, then I can be a witness to those who are not Christians. You know, um, I, I'm in this um, business organization and they have people that come in and do speeches and what have you. And the nine times out of 10, the majority of them curse. And so I was on in a forum in which I voiced my opinion about all that cursing. And, I, and, and then some of the people that were cursing were actually Christians. And I mean, they were using strong profanity. 
And I said, and I told the leaders of this thing, I said, I don't particularly care for that because that's not what I came to hear. And they look at me and, and it's as though they're saying, wow, you really believe that stuff. You doggone right I do because my mouth, out of, the, out of my mouth speaks abundance. Out of, the words out of my mouth can either bring up or bring down. And the, the profanity that was being used by those of that ilk, you know, it was it caused me to not want to hear what they had to say. So, yes, I keep I keep Christian folk around me because that's who I am and that's who God wants me to be. And when I get out there in the midst of those who are not Christians, you can tell the difference. You really can because I'm one of those Christians that don't curse. I don't use profanity. I don't have to use words like that, flowery words, to um, get my point across. I don't have to do all that because I can say some pretty strong words without them being profane that get my point across really well. Yeah, I think. And, and I go, do ahead. Wanna, go ahead, Michelle. I do want to reiterate that, um, you know, the circle of friends that we keep it does not mean it does not mean that we all share the same views right. um, of of religion or pol- politics or what, but that we are um, we are focused on what the kingdom of the Lord and the kingdom of mm-hmm. God is asking us to do, and we can discuss that. We have that um, yes. that that wonderful friendship where. We can have different views and still be different uh, and still be wonderful friends. And, um, the, you know, for kids today, too, they need to be picky about their mm-hmm. friends. Mm-hmm. And God tells us, God tells us that if someone is toxic and you have done your best and you've tried your best, but it still is the same and it's pulling you down, then mm-hmm. you need to run from that individual. Yes. And yes. Uh, that's okay. That is absolutely okay. We we stick with our Father and Lord and Jesus. Amen. You know, I was interviewing some kids. Um, one kid that was going to a public school and felt like he was kind of being, he started going to uh, one of the Christian high schools, and I was interviewing like a group of them, and he said he felt there was more peer pressure to do the right thing. He said, I'm not telling you that there's not drinking at any of the parties or that some kids aren't smoking or whatever. He said, but in general, I'm getting more peer pressure to do the right thing than I'm getting peer pressure to do the wrong thing, and it's really changed my high school experience, you know, to go. Um, huh. It made a big difference for him to go to the Christian high school. Now, I I do feel like um, my kids have been able to um, avoid a lot of the issues, you know, in high school, although we do track my son on this uh, app where we can see if he's doing donuts in the high school parking lot when he goes over there like, Mm. oh, what did you have to do over there at 730 last night? Uh, There was no practice. Uh, And when we looked at the diagram of where you'd gone, there were a lot of circles. You just came to be circling and circling the lot. And when we showed him the little diagram or whatever, the little image of, you know, all these circles, he just goes, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> so far, that's the that's the worst we've caught him doing. But you know, I, I yeah. was really worried about sending them to a secular high school. My husband didn't think that four years at twenty grand each, so eighty grand each kid to get them through a Christian high school. He didn't think that was a good investment. I personally do, but uh, you know, we agreed d- disagreed on that, and that was a battle. I didn't think that I was going to win, so you know, I let that sure. one go. And so far, um, it's been pretty good. They've had a pretty good high school experience and really made nice friends. And they go to the Young Life Group, which is a a Christian group that meets on Mondays. That is their, you know, group of high school, you know, friends and acquaintances. So, you know, I'm I'm shocked that it's uh, it's going all right. Hmm. Well, 
God's in charge, and I will tell you that there that Satan is everywhere. And um, no matter if you're in a Christian school or a public school, you're still going to be challenged with challenges from the evil one. And uh, we we just need to be aware of that and and be sticky and be stuck to our Father and and pray. Heavenly Father, show me what to do in this case, or Amen. put the words in my mouth, or don't put the words in my mouth, but to be to be aware of toxic people and to leave those people if we if necessary. Amen. Yeah, Amen. I, think, I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. Go yeah. ahead, Beatrice. Now, I, I'm just looking at, you know, the way the world is going right now. Um, last week, I think it was a 12 year old girl committed suicide. And right. from bullying, you know, and I'm looking at, at the situations that we're in and we have to um, help our children to stick to the best things, you know, stick to those things that are right. Those things that will make you going to to grow and prosper. You know, when I look at Angie's kids, when I look at Riley, Miss, Mr. Businessman, you know, and I, I see how. Um, she and Mark have raised him up to be a an entrepreneur at such a young age, you know, and he's sticking to the principles that his mom and dad have shown him so that he can get mm-hmm. to the places that God is going to call him to be in, you know, in the rest of his days. Well, I appreciate mm-hmm. both right. of you. If you want to get in touch with Beatrice and Michelle, uh, they're both speakers uh, and Beatrice is an author as well. Um, how do we reach you, Michelle? michellearon.com and I'd love it. I welcome that. Thank you. And Beatrice? Beatrice at drillsergeantoflife.com Excellent. Thank you, ladies. Thank you for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin on AM 670 KLTT.